Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at Supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Still going to be able to kick them in and wide to peak. It could go short to a number of players. And besides Gamble, it wasn't far enough. People have to have the shot after all. This time on the run. It's not bad. That is just the spark the Saints need. Never seen our producer, Lincoln Allen, so excited by a guest. He's teed up Brett Peak, and I'm really looking forward to this chat. So the first father-son selection in the history of the Fremantle Football Club. He's dad, Brian Peake, absolute WA football royalty. Uh, Brett went on to play uh, 75 games, kicked 42 goals for the Dockers between 2005 and 2009. Crossed to the Saints, perfect timing, uh, 2010. Played in the two grand finals, 43 games, 20 goals for the Saints before departing at the end of 2012. And he's had a, a remarkable journey uh, post-footy, and Brett's been good enough to join us this afternoon. Afternoon, Brett. Good afternoon. Thanks for having me. Absolute pleasure. Uh, can you give us a little snapshot of what you've done post your life at St Kilda, both in life and in footy? And, and the latest chapter at Albany is, is, is fascinating. Yeah, it's one of those things that um, I always got told at a young age. They, they always said, you know, keep on playing footy, footy until you can, because when it's over, it's over. And I sort of, you know, as you're growing up and, you play through the ranks, you, you sort of just keep on playing. And I was only talking to someone the other day and I said, Jesus, I'm, I'm 40 next year and I'm still running around. I still, body's still in good nick. I'm still enjoying it. Um, and then I looked back and I was like, I've been out of the AFL system for sort of over, over a decade. But it only feels like yesterday that I, you know, played my last game. So it is, it is bizarre. Um, but at the end of the day, thoroughly still enjoying it. So how did you get to Albany? So you're up in the Pilbara and then you've made the big move with the family to go and well help out Albany, who had hardly won a game in seven or eight years. How did the move come about? I was in, I was in between jobs and uh, I was up in the Pilbara region and I was doing some, uh, some mustering. So for anyone that doesn't know, just mustering some cattle on a station sort of four hours inland. Uh, something that I've got no degree or, or sort of knowledge about. It was through a close friend of mine and I'll tell you what, being out in the bush for four weeks, uh, mustering up cattle was certainly something that I'll never forget and I would uh, certainly do it again. But we ended up having sort of like a, a little bit of a, a silly Saturday. So we all went into a, a place called Coral Bay and we all uh, had a few beers and had a feed. And I ran into a, a, a bloke by the name of Matty Ozell who I used to play the waffle against back in the day. And he goes, oh, are you having a kick next year? And I was like, to be honest, I hadn't even thought about it. And he goes, oh, if you don't mind, I'll flick you, your number to someone down in Albany. And I'm like, Albany? I live in Perth. I said, that's a long trek to go game of footy. Anyway, long story short, I get this phone call. They said, uh, you might be interested. Do you want to come down and play for the Sharks? And I did sort of my research, found that they, found out they won two games in uh, sort of 12 years and spoke to the <laughs> old man. I said, oh, 
this doesn't sound too good, does it? And he goes, you know what, why not? Go down there and help him out if you can. And I've always been told, you know, post-footy, if you can go and give a little bit back to the next generation, whether it be uh, at sort of second-tier waffle leather level or it be down in or out in the country. So I sort of had a good job in Perth and we're going to travel down every weekend and play. But you know what, you only live once. So I... Uh, I resigned from my job, jumped in the car, and we had no idea how it was going to play out. But two years later, we're still down here and absolutely love this part of the world. It's paradise. Um, very fortunate enough where we live. And, uh, yeah, help the, helping the Sharks to win a few games and hopefully, you know, fell short this year in the grand final. And hopefully we can go one step better in 20, 2023. And you kicked 13 in a game. Yeah, lucky. Obviously oh, had some good delivery from rubbish. the midfield. But, um, yeah, I thought I could turn turn back the clock and uh, was lucky enough to kick a bag, which, let's be honest, when, you, when you're young and you're playing footy, you love kicking goals. You know, my idol was Gary Ablett Senior. Um, so to be able to rewind the clock back, you know, 39 this year uh, and kick a bag, that was enjoyable. But at the end of the day, it's obviously about the, the wins for the Albany Sharks, and we got that. Did you uh, arrive in a helicopter like your dad did at Geelong back in 1981? Did they get you the helicopter in as the, as the star recruit for the club? Uh, the, amount of, the amount of times that I get that one. Jeez, I, I wish, I, I wish. The only time I've been in a helicopter was uh, was for work. But, nah, it was uh, good old drive-in. Hardly anyone knew who I was, which was absolutely fine with me. And, um, yeah, I get to obviously... Still apply my craft at a, at a lower level, but uh, what is still a really good comp. And was the plan, we're speaking to Brett Peak, former Fremantle Docker and Saint, was the plan for you and the family to travel around the country before COVID hit? Yeah, we were, we purchased a caravan and we we're going to, uh, a lot of people are travelling as families um, currently and through that COVID uh, period. I was actually on my way up to Darwin. Uh, to play last year for St Mary's through Raf Clark. But by the time I was going up there, they had shut the border and I couldn't get in. So I'm a, I'm a believer of, you know, things are meant to be. So I couldn't get into the border, which meant I couldn't play for St Mary's. And they went on to win the flag last year, which was, uh, which was good. And sort of we sold the caravan because we weren't travelling. And, um, yeah, we're living on a little bit of a property sort of in a place called Many Peaks, and it's not named after us, but uh, <laughs> I'd never, ever heard of it before we sort of rolled in and, and seen the sign and was like, how bizarre is that? Maybe it's meant to be. So it's a beautiful part of the world, very fortunate where we live. And um, once again, yeah, obviously still committed to go around next year in my 40th year of around the globe and, and pull on the boots again and hopefully go that one step better. Looking at a photo of you, you're still looking super fit, but what does stand out? You played a lot of the latter part of your career with the shaved head, but real silver fox these days. Is that, is that the, the stress yeah. of, is that the stress of country footy? <laughs> it's the stress of getting tagged by a 17, 18 year old every week. Um, that was one of those things. I, I, I hate hair. So I used to shave my head and shave the legs and all that. And um, I just once once again, I just embraced the silver fox look and, um, the old man went grey sort of relatively early. He's pretty much snow white at the moment. Um, and, yeah, just embrace it. Uh, cops a little bit of criticism from the uh, from the sidelines. But, you know, I enjoy that. It gives gives the ammunition for uh, supporters and the opposition. But if I can still be doing what I'm doing at this age, um, 
that's all I need to be uh, need to be saying. Your dad Brian was, you know, as we said, WA footy royalty over four hundred games, a stint in the in the VFL with Geelong, a star in state footy for WA. What what was it like growing up with such a famous footballing father? Obviously, I I knew from a young age, and I still remember sort of you know I was born in eighty three, so sort of the eighty seven eighty eight. Um, coming into his last sort of four years of waffle. I still remember those games vividly running around quarter time, half time, three quarter time after the game at um, at Shark Park, uh, Eastern Randall's home ground. And it sort of wasn't until I was sort of older that I realised, I suppose, the impact that he had uh, on the football field. But he taught me from a young age that I was going to cop criticism for being the son of Brian. Um, you know, so there was pressure Certainly not from him, certainly not from the inner sanctum of the family, but externally, you know. And, and at the end of the day, it sits well with me that I never reached the pinnacle of what he was able to achieve. But at the end of the day, you know, any father-son who has a, a father that was very successful, not necessarily in ASL, but any, any sort of business or sport, they do have an element of pressure. Mm. But, yeah, Dad from a young age got me prepared for it and told me everything that was going to come my way, which it was water off a duck's back, um, you know, when any sort of negativity came my way about being the son of Brian. So you had a great year with Fremantle in 2006, 10 Brownlow votes that year. You played the 20 games. The team had a fantastic second half of the year all the way through to a prelim final, yet you didn't play your whole career at Fremantle and were gone at the end of the 2009 season. In hindsight, would you have loved to have been a, a one-club player given that the Fremantle was, was just in your blood? Um, looking back on it, and it's a great question. Um, no, I suppose you, back then in that era as well, you know, you see a lot of, um, especially the well-established players that go on to play sort of that 200, 250, 300. They do talk about later in their career at that sort of 28, you know, where it comes contracts time, you know, how long they're going to play for. They do want to be a one-club player. For me, I think I just needed to get out of what was the comfort zone um, and test myself if, if another club was going to give me an opportunity, which was St Kilda, um, to see if I still had the fire in it and if I was still good enough. Um, so, in hindsight, it nearly worked out. I was nearly a premiership player, but at the end of the day, no, um, I'm not. But I, I, if I had it again, I, yeah, I, would, I loved my time at St Kilda in Melbourne. Um, if I knew what I knew now, I would have loved to go over and if the father-son was 100 games, or sorry, 50 games back then for Dad to go Geelong, father-son to Geelong, I would yep. have loved to go on Geelong. You know, I supported him as a kid. Um, he didn't play enough games. And, you know, you can't have it your way. I was lucky enough to get father-son to Fremantle, let alone get drafted full stop. So just before I let you go, I'd love to I could talk to you all day. It's a great story. Uh, 2010, how, how much do you still think about how close that was uh, in 2010? And... Uh, I think I read the other day you were high in praise for Ross Lyon as a coach, so I'm sure you think it's definitely the right decision that he's back uh, coaching the Saints. Oh, 100%. Uh, I got the biggest praise for Ross um, as a person, but also as a footy personality, as a coach. Um, is it the right choice? Yeah, it is. I, I still doesn't sit with me that the board make a decision in July and then um, offer Ratten an extension and then get rid of him. So that mm. part doesn't sit well. But in, in the realms of what coaches were available, unfinished business for Ross. Um, I, I think, yes, looking back on it, they will make the finals next year and they could do something even even more special. Um, so, yeah, I do have high praise. And I know he's got a lot of, um, you know, mockers in the football industry and, and from a supporter-based point of view. But at the end of the day, he's taken two clubs to four grand finals 
in a uh, sort of five, six-year period. So he's doing something right. Just the playing group's just not finishing it. And going back to 2010, yeah, I do think about it. Um, September comes, it is a tough time. But at the end of the day, life full stop's tough. So it's one of those floating things that come in. And I could have, would have, should have been a premiership player, but I'm not. Um, grand final day is always hard, but then hopefully I get reward, you know, in other ways, you know, play, still playing footy and hopefully still chasing that elusive, um, you know, grand final medal. So, yeah, it is one of those things. Um, just go with it. Brett, well, you sound like you're still loving life at uh, 39 years uh, young. Thanks for catching up today. It was a fantastic AFL career, and what you've done uh, post-footy has been uh, fascinating as well. Good luck chasing that flag next year at uh, Albany. Muchly appreciated. Thanks for having me. Great to chat to Brett Peak. Uh, pick 43 in the 2003 National Draft. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.